Yeah, I'm not alone. <laughs> no, Mike's right there. Yeah. <laughs> A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this is the spoiler cast for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Nothing superhero related whatsoever. <laughs> I guess we also just like wizards and everything in between. Yeah. But we have a, a very special spoiler cast, a very full spoiler cast, packed if you're listening to this, it might sound like you're in a room just chocked full of people because not only do we have one special guest, but we have two special guests. Two. And uh, I'll introduce the person sitting to my right, which would be my lovely and beautiful wife, uh, Andy Royer. Hello. Boo. Boo. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Boo on you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say that out of love. I, I was out of love. I was saying boo earns. Oh, boo earns. Okay. Right. They're saying boo earns. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well then in that case, if that's if that's your introduction, then I will introduce the <laughs> woman to my right, my lovely and beautiful wife, Rachel. Hello, yay! Yes, and, and uh, we have these uh, <laughs> these lovely ladies on this on on this specific spoiler cast for a very specific reason, as I their self proclaimed. What do you call yourself? Potheads? Harry I Potter? I do not call myself a pothead. Fa- I, I loathe that name. Pot Potterheads is what I've heard. No, yeah. I, I simply. What's here? What's the what's the best way to put it? You're you're a you're a. If you're I wasn't super married fan. to you, I would love to marry the books. Oh geez, yeah, you would marry <laughs> you would marry a book. That sounds like a great episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. So if, if you this, are not the father, <laughs> no. So if this was if this was like a title fight, I would say uh, the the credentials under your belt is uh, you you uh, constantly say you have read the books many times the first the first book i think you say you have read 15 times i have i've read the first book alone 15 and times. that's not and that's not even an exaggeration no that's uh, that's the exact count yeah you, i've actually started at a 16th but you've I have seen not you've it seen yet. the movie several times you're you're I've seen the movie a buttload but i don't keep count of the movies because they're not as good as the yeah. books well you're no, that's just you're like a press. you're like a midnight release book person back oh, in the yeah. day so the books when the books came out was mainly the chunk of them before i met you so i don't know Know what you were like when the books were out coming out but i'm sure you wouldn't have talked to me much because you would have I been too busy to m- many people oh that's not true depending <laughs> it's just on been the, one the day she probably would have finished yeah. them in one day yeah probably, probably oh yeah i i had them i used to carry them around campus uh at purdue yeah. and people would be like why are you carrying those giant books because i'm reading them <laughs> so all seven also- of them no, just you know, whichever oh. one was out at the time, whichever one happened not, to be reading at not, the time. Not just seven. There is she's you've read the Cursed Child. You also mm-hmm. have all those tinier books <laughs> under your belt. Please, uh, can, can the, the like the one this movie the, is based on. The tales, <laughs> yeah. the tales of Beetle the Bard, yeah, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Fantastic Them, Quidditch Beast. through the Ages. Yeah. Do so, you have any of the have coloring books? I do. Okay, I got I got yeah, my wife does. coloring books over here. I, I also have um. A couple of different books on the movies. One is like this gigantic book that's full of like the po- they're basically posters that you can pull out that are of the images from a couple of the different movies. I have um, a gigantic. I mean, it's a massive book about the making of like all the movies. It goes into like really really great detail about like the sets and how they were made and the scripts and just the different characters that were designed and so, then I, I even have the cookbooks too so it, it's the sa- unofficial harry potter cookbook it, it's safe to say that you know what you're talking about so what kind of credentials do you got over there on your side of the microphone chris um well we have the books and my wife is an english teacher <laughs> so uh how many pop vinyls you got that's the real question well, uh, we don't we, we don't do pop vinyls yeah we, this, this is not a pop vinyl household no. unlike you guys well how many pop vinyls we have I don't know. I've lost. <laughs> but, but the very but important like thing them. about our Harry Potter books is that all of them are in hardback and they all yeah, match. We, we did. We nice. did. They do all match. Um, I, and also, if I could have, I would have brought my my newest sister in law in. 
Um, my my brother's wife is a big Harry Potter person as well. Yes, but, gotcha. um, she and I grew up together on the books coming out. We did the midnight releases just like Andy. We went to Borders and got no, our copy. No, no, you're talking your sister. Before. I'm talking my brother's wife. It's the same person. My brother's <laughs> wife. Oh, Allison. Okay, yes. <laughs> not 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 <laughs> your sister. Everyone. All, all the girls we, we, in the family. Our family's growing, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's safe to say it wouldn't have been hard to find super fans of this uh, movie and this universe. Uh, but uh, I bring this up because uh, maybe not as much of a surprise to Andy since I kind of let the secret loose is after we talk about the movie, I'm going to give these two ladies a, a, a Harry Potter quiz, oh, God. if you will. I think we're going <coughs> to do it. I'm, you're each going to get your own five questions, and it's going to be the best of those five, whoever <laughs> answers the most. Now, so, is this five different questions for each of us, yeah, or they, you're the all, same five? You're going you're gonna to have different questions because I don't want to deal with like a buzzer or a timer or writing stuff okay, down. Like, like Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be kind of like trivial. Am I allowed to answer her questions, but not on the mic? Oh, that just to see if. Oh, I see. Well, if if you want to write them down and then see if you got them right. If you want to, if you want to give yourself some street cred, you know, I think we'll, I think we'll believe you. Just be honest. Tell, see if, ask, see if you knew the question or not. There'll be multiple choice, but that'll be after we talk about the movie. So we will get to see who is. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) We get to see who is the biggest uh, Harry Potter fan based on a very unscientific quiz that I googled. (laughs) Come on, it's got to be me, right? I mean, I have the. I bought the first book in Ooh, Italian. Ooh, talking smack already. Yeah. It's gotta be wow. me, because I, I found, I, I went and hunted down the first book, Mint Condition, talking before smack any of the other well, books were out. I certainly it, hope. It Finding the books print. doesn't mean you know the books. Yeah, no, possession no, does not true. mean intelligence. It's true, it's true. But I have the, okay, the second Chamber of Secrets, the first print of that, uh, there was a mistake in it in the back of the book there's there's a, a word mistake Such and i have i have but i have the book with this with the mistake in it because after they caught it when they went to, to run more books and print more they changed it so if you have one of those original ones they're worth like an extra a butt ton of money well i like butt the, i like the smack talk that's uh that's very really i'm just excited pleasantly starting to to drop yeah. so i well, just, i want it to be me here's a fun win. fact because Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, as we're going to talk about starting now, has very little to do with Harry Potter. So, <laughs> it's true. Um, th- it is that's a one thing I well, learned. Not even a prequel. I hate the term prequel for that. But. It is very much a, a, a prequel, but I think. It's so, not. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, came out I, a couple weeks ago now. I mean, it's not new, mm-hmm. it's not fresh. November and, 18th. Uh, and yes, there we go. And it's out. <laughs> People have seen it. Mike, Andy. What did you think of the movie? Well, I, I think that I, I definitely need to preface this whole conversation. Uh, it's very good that we have some uh, some extra hitters on this podcast because um, usually when we talk about these uh, uh, spoiler casts, we kind of talk about our movie-going experience. So I kind of need to, to let loose that uh, when we went and saw the movie the other night, I uh, was down with a pretty bad cold. And on top of that, really bad jet lag. It's a very, very bad combination. Uh, So uh, this is not towards the quality of the movie, but I caught myself falling asleep a couple times during the movie. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Mainly because I was was just super tired. I've been like falling asleep at like 7 o'clock like every night for the whole week. So it's been really, really bad. So when I talk about the movie, I'm just going to specifically talk about the parts I was very much awake for. So... Um, he missed out on some really major key points. <laughs> yes. I would like to say that because uh, I had to try to fill him in on the yeah. car ride home. So it's good that he was she like, was there. Wait, but why didn't they talk about this? And I was like, they they did <laughs> more than once. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk about just from what I remember. It's definitely a movie I'm going to have to see again. Uh, but from from my point of view, I thought uh, obviously the the movie looked great you know this is coming off of the same director that gave us our our last couple harry potter movies from a few years ago uh, so you're very much getting the same look and feel so it definitely feels like you're in the same universe obviously a different time period so you're going to have that same kind of i guess harry potter vibe and feel when you're watching the movie which i thought was uh really really good uh you're getting totally different characters for sure uh, you do get some hints of some other characters that have been talked about in the movies before. Uh, we've said Dumbledore is going to be popping up in some of the other movies, so we're getting a whole new cast of characters here. Uh, so I, I, I genuinely liked them. Uh, they were pretty good. Eddie Redmayne played a really good. Um, what was his What was his name again, babe? Newt. Newt. That's right. See, this is this is why you ladies are here because I fell asleep <laughs> during the movie. So uh, I thought. How did you miss his name? <laughs> 
I thought I thought it's not he, only all over the movie. It's on the front of the book. Yeah. So I I thought he was um I thought he played a pretty good new. I liked his uh I liked his sidekick friend uh the the portly fellow with uh with oh the, the guy from Balls of Fury. Yes, every everybody uh, seemed to really respond Jacob, to him. I believe in, it was his yeah, name. in the in the theater. Um, uh, I thought the beasts were cool. You know, this is a movie called Fantastic Beasts, so I I, I enjoyed those. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard for me to talk about this movie, so I'm just gonna go ahead and let my my wife tell me what she thought because she did not fall asleep in the movie, and she is a huge mega fan. So take it away. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very well done. I really enjoyed. Not only like the storylines and stuff, but um, just the basically the overall look of it was fantastic. Ha! Fantastic. That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> On accident. Um, I really, I just, I really enjoyed the way it that it, it falls. It definitely falls into you know the whole magical realm. I wouldn't call it a prequel. A prequel would be it. It was a lead up to what would be happening in the Harry Potter movies when it's not. It just happens to be in the, in the same magical universe, which is why I don't agree with the term prequel for this because this happens many many years before anything in harry potter does and it doesn't it's not what leads up to harry potter it's not it, it's totally different so calling it a prequel is it's got the, it, but this is the first of five movies that will lead right. into the characters that lead into harry potter this is the first of five movies but the thing is it's they're not this is not a prequel Maybe if, if when you get maybe more towards those other, maybe movie four, maybe movie five, as they actually start uh, finding parts that actually match up with the Harry Potter movies, then maybe you can call those a prequel. But this was not. This did not touch on Harry Potter. This this was totally separate. So I don't I don't like calling this one a prequel. I don't I don't agree with that term, you know. And that's but you know that's neither here nor there. The point is that the movie was. It was it was very very well done. I loved I love that they had David Yates come back and and you know deal with everything and it, he did such a good job and J.K. wrote a fantastic script for it again. You know she always does though, so I was very happy with it. I really enjoyed myself. I still can't believe you fell asleep during <laughs> it multiple times. Well, you you know you're dealing with me during the week. I was uh, I know, not but in the best still still I was also very very jet lagged and I. Could not have fallen asleep <laughs> if I wanted to. Well, you're a better woman than I. I know. You're a terrible woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but, can, I can attest to that. Right? I know. But yeah, so overall, I really loved it. I really thought it was done very, very well. Okay. All right. Wife of mine, what did you think of the movie? She's not very keen on talking about movies, so I'm not. we're, we're going to coax her out a little bit. I'm very comfortable talking around, you know, 10-year-olds, as that is my profession, but if it's any sort of talking with adult time, I kind of... Just pretend that we're 10. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I act like it most of the time, so... Um, I agree a lot with what Andy said. I really enjoyed watching it. I feel like they did a really good job of establishing the wizard world. Um, I liked how they talked about the differences in magical policy between different yeah. countries. I thought that was a really interesting twist. Very interesting. And um, I, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much my opinion. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I cannot wait until I get a chance to watch it again. As soon yeah. as I get a chance, I will watch it immediately. Um, and I can't wait to see where they're going with the next movies to, to tie everything together. I feel like it did a really good job at waiting for the next one. Rachel, have you bought the, the – they actually print the screenplay uh, into a book form? I have I seen you, it, but I haven't bought it yet. I haven't bought it yet either, but it looks just incredible. <laughs> I just, I'm just dying to have it. Okay. Hint. All right. So I am probably more of the odd person out here. I I could care less about this movie. I could also Get out. I could Get care out. more. The, Goodbye. The, the problem is the movie <laughs> title is not is not the movie. Um. <clears throat> They, no. they took they took the little bitty book and gave gave a movie title this and you okay but the book the book is a textbook yeah exactly yeah so Fantastic Beasts Where to Find is a is essentially a monster manual of the Harry Potter world no it's not that's the monster book of monsters that's a totally separate book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is not a manual it is basically a an introductory guide to the different creatures that are found within the ma- magical realm so Ooh, that, that's, a, that's a monster the, manual laying down the smackdown that's a, that's a monster <laughs> not, manual in Dungeons not. and Dragons world like it, that's exactly what that, that equivalates to well I'm sorry this isn't Dungeons and Dragons no it, it is Dungeons no, and Dragons no, no don't you dare <laughs> you make get that out reference here that. no oh, no man, no no, no. Right, let's, uh, 
Let's let everybody say this their piece first. This is going to be a bloodbath. All right, let's let everybody say their I'm not, I'm not here to Chris. argue, like, if it's a good movie or not. I just think this movie, it, it what happens in this movie does nothing for the next four. And you don't know that. You don't know what the next four are about. <laughs> I, the, it's all the... Well, neither do you, so you can't tell me I'm wrong. So... I oh, feel I will, this whole thing was to show that Gellert Grindelwald was the leader of these, was in charge somehow of all these things. And to me, I don't care if I watch it again or not. I, it's, I feel the same about Harry Potter movies sometimes, though. This one is a good evolution of the other, I guess, what, eight? So this is like the ninth movie, technically, in this world. Um, See, uh, but this movie wasn't really about Grindelwald. It was more of an introduction to who he is. This was definitely a focus on Newt. And on the differences between um, that, that, America... That, and, and that's fine, and that may be your point, but my point is, to me, who doesn't live Harry Potter, it, it's not, it's not, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's great. There are magic beasts. It looks pretty. It, it fits the 1920s world very well. Uh, the the character is charming. Eddie Redmayne, he just kind of, he pulled a Doctor Who for most of it. Um and and that was that was really about it. At the end, it wasn't a surprise. There's a green screen, Johnny Depp with somebody else, and that was it. At the end of the day, I don't know what the next ones are going to be. Whatever. That's that's my point. I just didn't. The other four movies are definitely going to be way more about Grindelwald and everything that basically went down with him uh, through time. Um, I guess obviously pre Harry Potter. Um, between him and Albus, they uh, they had a relationship between the two of them. It's it's definitely going to hit on how they had started with a friendship, how that kind of blossomed uh, into more of a re- relationship, and how Grindelwald basically kind of uh, and that took that's his cool. But thoughts on I want I want to talk about this movie way. here. Let's let's right. bring it back to this movie. Um, I'm just letting you know for those other four. Well, that that's cool. I mean, as soon as they say something official, we'll 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 cover them. Um, <laughs> so. The characters in the movie. What did you guys think of the characters? I I enjoyed. Uh, what did you say, Jacob, and Jacob. Uh, and Queenie? Actually, I I think she was very fun. No, uh, nobody, yeah, nobody else yeah. agrees well, with the characters. I, I really enjoyed the characters in the movie. I am I I disagree with you about Eddie Redmayne. I think he did a fantastic job in it. Um, I really enjoyed him. Um, and it's the it's it's the same thing with. You know the other characters. I thought that they were all portrayed really well. I really, I found them very interesting. You know, even Graves, I thought was done really well. Mike, are you still there? You, you'll... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely still here. I was looking through the uh, the casting page here, of I'll Fantastic Beasts. I'll find it for Beast, you. You answer to, his question. Trying to uh, figure out who <laughs> these characters were, uh, but uh, just describe them as you remember them, and we'll see <laughs> if we can we can like pin the tail on them. I mean, uh, I think when, I, when I'm talking about the characters here, it, it's kind of weird when the Harry Potter universe that, that I'm uh, used to seeing in the movies kind of comes over to America because you're, you're dealing with a totally different decade and a kind of a different culture. Uh, the, this is probably just the American in me saying this, but when I was watching the Harry Potter movies, everything seemed a little bit more extra magical just because everyone was speaking in British accents, which makes everyone always <laughs> seems a little bit more fancy pants. So when uh, we come to America and we see American wizards, uh, it, I don't want to say some of the magic goes away, but it definitely feels a little different. So um, when we're kind of seeing these American characters, I, I, I kind of feel like almost like I'm a fish out of water. So it, it, it makes me feel a little different when I'm watching the movie. Uh, but I, I do like how uh, they have kind of proven that they can expand the universe outside of these core characters that are in the book. So they're not necessarily inventing brand new characters, but some of them are brand new. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe Colin Farrell's character That's Graves. Graves was in any sort of stories. No, beforehand. no, he was definitely just written in for the yeah. script. He's not in. Fantastic yeah, so he's he's definitely a new character, and he he seemed pretty captivating from the scenes that he was in, and like I said before, the scenes that I was awake for. So um, I yeah I, I like the additions. Uh, Eddie Redmayne's obviously a powerhouse. He's a he's an Oscar nominated, Oscar winning, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, actor. So I, I don't think there was necessarily any problem there with him. He he seemed to take a more of an inter, in, introverted uh, take of his character. So he seemed to open up more when he was around his beasts and less so around people. Um, I was just kind of more curious how these characters are going to get fleshed out in the future. I know that we're specifically talking about this movie, but obviously when you go to see these big movies nowadays, it's always a 
talk about a big franchise, a big expanded universe. So the whole time I was kind of thinking, are we going to be seeing Eddie Redmayne again in the second movie? Who's going to be returning? You know, uh, mm-hmm. do these characters really get a finite end of their story? You know, um, uh, Eddie Redmayne kind of, I guess, uh, at the end of the movie, sailed off into the sunset, I guess you would say. So, the British sunset. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious if we'll be seeing him again or not. Uh, but I think my favorite character in the movie was uh, definitely um, the Ezra Miller's character. Uh, That's Credence. Credence's character. I really loved him as as an origin story for a villain. It's kind of I was kind of disappointed that he was dispatched so quickly at the end of the movie, uh, just because I thought he had a really dark past. You know, it's always good when you can kind of sympathize with the villain. You know, he's he's mainly the bad guy because he was told he was kind of worthless and he couldn't. Um, uh, be a part of the wizarding world and he was basically uh abused by his uh foster mother so i, I like the dark past of, of credence there um but there's there's some other parts that i can talk about what there with credence but uh how did you guys feel about the characters on your side Rachel? um well I, so i mean like i said i like i like queenie i think i think her innocence her childlike innocence um, it, it reminds me of Mantis from that Guardians trailer we just saw today. Uh-huh. Like she can read minds. She doesn't know that there's like some lines that she can't cross just yet. Uh, I, I didn't care so much for Catherine Watterson's uh, Tina. Um, I don't know. I felt she was just trying too hard and, and maybe for that one as well. Uh, but I do agree. I mean, Ezra Miller, um, as we'll know in, in The Flash, as we've seen The Flash, we will know in The Flash, I think he was very, very much... Um, he did a great job showing the inner darkness. Like, I guess, not an emo kid, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's very, like, troubled he was home. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. He was v- creepy. Very unsung. He had that really bad haircut he committed to for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, that was bad. <laughs> it, it was very bad. And then, you know, I mean, even then he was kind of like, um, like, you didn't suspect it was him. You were supposed to think it was his little sister the, mm. the whole time. Yeah, Modesty. Modesty yeah. was her name. So um, it was it was definitely a, a twist to find out that it was him the whole time and uh, and and see I guess you know you you did come to I guess feel compassion towards him and like his plight and then he ended up being the bad person but not because he wanted to just be bad. Yeah. So, so. this this was one question that I I wanted to ask to the group here uh, just because I I don't know if this was the case just because um, I was under the weather when I saw this movie, but did the first half of this movie uh, feel kind of slowly paced to anybody else? I just want to know if it it felt like things were uh, a a little slow in the first half. I enjoyed the pacing. I thought it was, I thought it was right. I, you know, I didn't think it was too slow. I thought it, I thought it was fitting. Okay. What about you, Chris? I I don't know when the first half ended, actually. I I can't distinguish half of the movie, so I, I, I would have to say the pacing didn't bother me. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So, I feel like okay. it might depend on what storyline you look at. Um, if you're looking at, like, Newt and uh, Jacob. Jacob, it goes quicker. But then if mm-hmm. you're looking at the background building with Credence, that one does go slower. At least in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that one definitely goes a little bit slower. But it didn't bother me that it went slower. No. But if you're, like, half asleep like Mike, he maybe might he only see that the one. slow part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, Mike is also but... slow. So that, that, that might be. Yeah, that's true. Oh, thanks, that's true. guys. Uh, I, I think uh, Chris brought this up earlier, which is a point I think I really want to hit on. I think might bring up some good discussion. You you talked specifically about the title of this movie, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I think it raises a lot of questions of what this movie was specifically supposed to be and how it's supposed to fit into this five-movie, I guess not trilogy. What, what, what do we call these movies? Quadri- with the Quadrilogy. Fa- quadrilogies. No, um, four. Or I guess uh, pentology. Pentology. Yeah. <laughs> pentology. Um, so uh, this movie is definitely uh, uh, featured around these beasts, uh, specifically when it comes to Eddie Redmayne. Uh, I saw some people online saying that he was a pretty good uh, Pokemon trainer. Uh, partly through this movie, throwing out beasts from his uh, from his case, uh, dispatching some enemies. <laughs> so um, uh, they're they're a central focus for the most part. But one thing that kind of got me was we, we open up this movie with this uh, mysterious invisible creature uh, uh, that's kind of terrorizing uh, New York City. 
that uh, we really that they're the heroes are really trying to get a handle on. Uh, Colin Farrell seems to mysteriously be tracking it down for maybe nefarious reasons. So the, the movie's kind of building up this invisible visible creature that we haven't seen for this whole time. And then at, at the end of the movie, uh, it gets to reveal to not be a beast. It's not a, it's not a beast. It's, I guess, in, in the form that we get to see it, it's more kind of like a, a Lost-style smoke monster. I thought it looked cool, and it was pretty terrorizing. I think but, you may have missed in the beginning when they said, this definitely wasn't a creature. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I get that, but they, I was really... They said it a few times. But I was really hoping this movie called Fantastic Beasts, you know, you bring in a character um, like Newt, played by Eddie Redmayne, who his 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 number one professional uh, thing on his business card is he's, he's a guy that knows his beasts. So I was kind of hoping his skills would really come in handy towards the end of the movie, which they did, you know, he, he helped them, but I was kind of hoping he might know some secret stuff about this beast that maybe came to New York. So I, I, I guess that was just the decision that JK made. And, and I think it works well when it when we're going to talk about the movies in the long term because they bring up these interesting ideas about what happens when you suppress your magic and, and things like that and creating these, these evil, uh, I guess they're not creatures, it's some sort of weird smoke monster. I don't know, I was kind of hoping just for something a little bit more concrete when it comes to, this movie is called Fantastic Beasts. You know, it was centered around these monsters. So it makes me wonder, what's going to happen in the second movie? Like, is it going to be called Fantastic Beasts with a different subtitle? Or are they going to going to completely kind of abandon that title and it's just going to be kind of like what they're doing with Star Wars? This is kind of more like a Wizarding World story number one. And then we're going to get Wizarding World story number two, which doesn't really have anything to do with beasts. So I, I think that's kind of the bigger question that I'm, I, I want to raise is, you know, what, how do we think the beasts were handled? Were they handled well? I think that they were because the, you had this entire other storyline and the beasts really fell into it. Granted, you fell asleep a lot, which is fine. So I think maybe that's why you feel like there's a big disconnect. I liked how they did it because it wasn't like, oh, well, look at this. I discovered this. Oh, look, here's another one that I discovered. Oh, let me walk down the street. Look, another. You know, it wasn't, it was... They, the beasts became uh, not the, the main focus, but they became a major part, a major player in the whole game, you know, in general. Um, the beasts are the reason that they were able to take down Credence. The beasts are, you know, and, and all of the, the, the people there, you know, the beasts are a huge part of the entire movie. And it's, it's not painted in a way where he's going and he's discovering each of these. He's already discovered all of these creatures. These are all creatures nobody in, the, in America has pretty much ever seen. They don't know anything about them, which is why Newt is so integral to the storyline because he's the only one who knows about them. He's the only one who knows how to catch them, how to handle them. He's the one who takes care of them. You know, when he's down inside of his case, you see the large expanse that he's created with, I'm sure, an extendable charm, you know, and, and creating... <laughs> Uh, the, the different areas that all of these creatures live in and he takes care of them he he protects them he 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 basically his entire life is about them he, the reason it's fantastic beasts and where to find him he's the one who wrote the book you know and i think if you called it something else it, it wouldn't be fitting i like uh, see i'm gonna i'm gonna line. go on, i'm gonna go on the other side i think the beasts are tangential to the story and by calling it fantastic beasts and where to find them a you have a very long title that you know, we've just shortened it to Fantastic Beasts at this point, and that would be even. I think that might even be be even better. But we never show where to find them. Like, the, he he loses what three out out of his case? Isn't that right? Uh, I think Sorry, it was yeah. five, but more come out later. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I mean, th he he's he's not really he, the only reason the beasts are out is because somebody opened the case uh, on accident, Jacob, and then he, he has to find them. But like, the whole point is this obscurial. And, uh, or I guess Obscurious, because it was, it was a male one, right? Isn't, isn't that right? I think I learned that when I listened to another <laughs> podcast. Um, but, like, he had an Obscurious, or Obscurial, whichever one, but, in his case, but, but he didn't use any... isn't, it's not a beast. Well, he had one in his case, though. So is it a beast, yeah. or is it not a beast? It's not a beast. It's, so, it's so he's keeping a person with... in his case. Well, he's keeping it to be so it can be studied. So because what happens is is when you suppress your magic so much when you're forced to, it, it creates an obscuria. So the whole point in keeping one is that nobody's ever been able to keep one, and he was able to remove this one out of a little girl in Africa. So he, and he kept it so he could study it so that way they could understand more because there's so many questions that haven't been answered about it. It's one of those things that he just has 
nobody in the magic world has any answers about really because they they destroy everything like when they basically explode out like they did out of credence and I, and I get that and I think I think that's a good I think it's a good thing that basically JK Rowling invented you know since she was the one that penned the script you know mm. she's the one that is basically authorized to create this brand new stuff in the wizarding world and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think it's a really cool concept but, you know, I just, you know, just to me, when I when I think I'm going to go see a movie called Fantastic Beasts, like this is one thing that Chris brought up a lot when it came to watching the tr- the early trailers for the movie, is we kept getting all these trailers without any beasts in them. And, you know, I think some people might have a problem with, like, when they come see this movie, they just, they want it to be just fantastically full of beasts. Didn't they have, um, didn't they have at least one in the... Well, in, I think they had the Nickler in, in the, the in the, the later trailers. trailers. We did get more beasts, but in like the first trailer that we talked about on the show, they they were they were critically missing beasts, as Chris uh, reminded <laughs> us with, uh, uh, week by week. So yeah, it, it does kind of make me wonder. It's just like I have like no problem with more Harry Potter movies. Um, or Wizarding World movies, but like it makes me think maybe was there just kind of maybe a critical error when it came to just calling this movie Fantastic Beasts, or maybe they they just kind of they just seem to have a di- kind of a different goal in mind. I think it I think what Chris said fits well when you said the that storyline was very tangential to the major arching storyline, which was Grindelwald. I mean that was where the big reveal happened. They were hiding his identity the whole. What have you thought about if they changed the title of it? And then let's say they got rid of the beasts. You don't have a storyline at all. Well, I'm not saying get rid of the beasts. I'm just saying like it just feels like the focus of the movie uh, uh, ultimately was on the reveal of Grindelwald and expanding the universe. And it didn't really feel much like we got a fantastic beast movie. Like when I was thinking about this movie in my head from the point of view of not a book reader, since you ladies know everything about this, but from a point of view of, of just kind of knowing most of the stuff based on the movies, you know, I was kind of expecting kind of uh, a crazy kind of uh, adventure of finding a bunch of uh, different beasts. And we did just kind of get a handful of them, but the ones we got were good. I liked that little creature that was... Uh, the bow truckle. That was, that was eating the shiny things and money. I thought oh, that was... Oh, the Niffler. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. There was a, there's a scene in the movie where they... they ca- one of the many times they catch him, he's kind of lounging down and almost like a... A box of money or something and it reminded me of that that image that floats around the internet of like that possum that gets caught in a box of donuts and it's captioned do it do what you will with me for i've already won uh so i i thought that worked out well so i mean i i'm not i'm definitely not trying to shit on this movie it at all it was definitely a, a fun time and i was very much awake for the last for the last kind of uh, climactic part of the movie uh, um so I, I wasn't asleep through the whole thing, as as it as it might sound. Uh, but it, it does seem like maybe the movie could have used a little bit more of a focus. I think it's going to expand into a pretty good uh, five set of movies, and then my theory is uh, a couple years after that fifth movie, we're going to get something uh, another trilogy, just because Warner Brothers is going to be mining this forever. Uh, but yeah, I, I think maybe the, the, it could have been a little bit more focused. I, 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 the title to me makes me think I'm getting a Steve Irwin style movie it, <laughs> from, from, from a from again a, a non you know if I didn't know that if all I know was Fantastic Beasts and where to find them was this you know book on Fantastical Beasts in the magic magical world from the things and not knowing much else about it I'm like uh-huh. all right we've got this magical Steve Irwin and he's gonna go hunt him some magical crocodiles <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, again, I don't, I don't hate the movie. I just, as a non, I, I don't live Harry Potter. To me, it, it just comes off as like fan. above above average. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I think it's good. Um, did you guys? I mean, we've talked about this several times. This is leading into four more movies. Um, do you uh-huh. think this sets up enough for four four more, four more movies? Um, because I know so much, uh, about these books, I I think it was a great setup for what's to come. I really do. I know they, I kind of wish they would have had just a hair more of Grindelwald in it because you really only saw him for a split second at the beginning and then, you know, a split second there at the end, you know, and you didn't really see him again. But knowing what's to come, I think it was a a good setup. I, I wish there was a little bit more. I do wish there was a little bit more because of everything that's to come. But 
you know, I think it was a, a very good introduction into it. Yeah. What about you, Rachel, over there? You've been, you've been, uh, you've been, you've been quiet over there. We want to know what's going on in that brain of yours. Um, yeah, I agree. I think coming from, um, if you are a book reader and a movie watcher and you already know all the background to it, you know that they have, you know, more than enough that they can use to expand on for these next movies. Um, but mm. looking at, you know, an outsider's view, I think I can see how people would be like, well, how in the world are they going to do four more movies? But if you've had the information, you know that there's so much, um, so much extra like backstories that they can pull and kind of create this different world, especially now that they've introduced the idea of um, like magic being different and structures being different on different countries or continents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and I think, you almost, go ahead. Well, I, I think that was the most exciting part for me is, you know, um, how magic is treated across continents, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wanted—I guess I wanted to see more of that as well, um, because yeah, I mean they—they—they cool. they, they talked about you know a big setup, a big thing beforehand was the American houses of magic, mm-hmm. and, and I think it felt like a throwaway line in the movie. But like, what are the the schools of magic in America and the houses you could be sh- sorted into? Again, I don't think we need to go do the kids thing. I think the Harry Potter movies built us up to this point where we don't have to hear people saying their spells when they cast them. They can just do it. We know what's going on. Um, but do you think the next movie will be more based in America? Are they going to keep Grindelwald imprisoned in America? Or are we, going, are we going back to England? I think it'll at least start, and maybe about at least the first half of the movie will definitely be within um, America and their magical prisons there and maybe you'll see what's going on there you'll probably see him escape but I think it's not going to go back to England I think it'll probably jump over to like Germany or somewhere because Grindelwald wasn't um he wasn't in England if I remember right he was in Europe somewhere you know and if I remember right it was somewhere in like I want to say Germany but I don't know why well, well I let's think... hope that doesn't pop up in your quiz well that 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 <laughs> I, I mean, my understanding is that they're they're leading up to the Wizarding War, which parallels World War Two, like the, right. the, the timelines go along with that. So I, I was just curious. I mean, four more movies. I could definitely see them getting that into three or two or movies, even you know. But four more. I'm just. Well, I don't want them I to think... drag something out because I don't trust Warner Brothers. I trust I trust <laughs> the Harry Potter people, but Warner Brothers is yeah. on shaky ground. Well, I, I think you um, I think we find ourselves in a unique situation where you know you could look at a warning signs of maybe uh, when you're talking about something like The Hobbit, you know, you're taking one small book and you're expanding it into a trilogy, which many people said never should have happened. A lot of stuff was stretched out, uh, just very like you know every movie needed a, a big action set piece. No, no, those, those Hobbit movies were perfect, Mike. Don't you? T- <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> So, uh, but we're in a unique situation where, like, uh, you know, J.R. Tolkien's not alive anymore. He can't just pen the scripts for these movies. But uh, J.K. Rowling can write whatever the hell she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, she can, she could technically make this, uh, she could make eight more movies out of this if she wanted to because she literally is going to write the lore. She's writing the canon. So I'm not really too worried about them them not having enough stuff. I just kind of want them to kind of fall into a solid direction. You know, with these other Harry Potter movies, we were very much focused on Harry's story through uh, that whole arc of the, of the movies. And, you know, in the books, too, we were connected to his character and following him through his journey. But it doesn't feel like we're going to be following Newt Scarmander through five movies. It almost it, it feels like we're going to be picking up with brand new characters in this next movie. So I'm just curious who I'm supposed to be anchored to, who I'm supposed to be caring about. Because obviously, um, if Grindelwald is going to be the guy who's caring through all these movies, I don't care about him. He's the bad guy. Um, Dumbledore is going to be showing up, but he wasn't in this first movie. So I'm, you know, we all we know everything about Dumbledore already from these older movies. You know, no, you don't. Well, not every, not all the internet, <laughs> not all so the, much you don't not know. all the inner machinations of Dumbledore, but we know where he's ultimately going to end up. So I'm just kind of curious who we're supposed to be attached to and how this uh, set of five movies is going to be laid out. I think that's the biggest question I have in my head. I think I can trust JK. I can trust uh, any new directors that they might bring in. I think Warner Brothers uh, needs to be careful because the, what's their other um, what's their other moneymaker? It's the DC Universe, which is very shaky right now. So this is the one franchise that they know is going to sell tickets and is critically uh, very well uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think this movie raises a lot more questions. Um 
I I definitely am looking forward to seeing it again uh, when I am awake for it. So I'm going to see it again, and then if you uh, uh, if you guys out there subscribe to the podcast, I'll, I'll make sure to give you guys my my second uh, uh, fully awake opinion on the movie. When, uh, when I we'll talk it over when it lands yeah when it lands yeah um yeah other than that i don't really have you know unless you you ladies want to you know chime in with something else i mean um it's a dark movie i don't know if i'd suggest many people take their kids to watch it i, I don't know how, how you guys would feel about that under well, a certain, I mean, under like five and under like might be terrified I mean, there's literally capital punishment. <laughs> there is the death penalty uh, almost uh, given in this movie, which is kind of striking. Uh, when we were on the way home from the movie, um, Andy uh, said it was a pretty creative way to murder somebody, but you're always thinking about creative ways to kill people. I am. I don't know <laughs> which, why. which is very creepy. I don't. I guess I, if I people, if I go missing, this is number suspect number one. Right oh here. yeah, definitely. But sure. uh, you know, check the mountains. Showing somebody, <laughs> showing somebody a happy memory, basically before you dissolve them in acid. I think we. You're should... not dissolving them in acid. It's not acid. <laughs> but you saw like they. Okay, the but it's not that, acid. The thing that but Mike it, only thinks it was acid because he wasn't paying attention. It's magical acid. It's, it's kind of an ingenious way to do it, though, because what you're doing is... Yeah. Did you see what they did? They took the fear it out is, of her. It is ingenious, but you are but you but saw the, the chair. Is, the, okay. the chair dissolved right, in the right. black goo. But, but, okay, but it's... An, it's 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 And I hate, I hate to say this because I'm so much not for the death penalty, but it's almost a humane way to do it because they, they take out that fear from them. Okay. So okay, I, they take out the fear, and what they do is they make them say, oh my gosh, <laughs> look at all of your happiest memories. Don't you want to walk towards them? So they so make there's a little bit of calm. humanity in it. Yeah, I, you know, it's that's what I mean. Like, it's not, it's not like, oh hey, by the way, here's a wet sponge on your head. Let's put this metal bucket on there. Let's run some wires into it and have fun. You know. But but what would have happened if it would have worked? Is this how they kill people? Do they just put them in, in America, a goo? Apparently, they, there's no they, body left to be buried. Do they not I, get the I right to get buried? I wouldn't really. Well, I think it's just the government treating people who have been convicted and no longer get their rights yeah. anymore. I don't think I that's, mean, that's like a, standard procedure for everybody in America. That's some yeah, dark stuff. Not. Man, I mean, I mean, it, it, but what we was kill interesting? Our people pretty I don't know if you thought the same thing, but the the black whatever it was, black goo, black goo. Okay, that, fine. I think that's in the, Mike's black goo. I think, I think that's what J.K. wrote in the script. The the black goo. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure she stole the idea from Roger Rabbit with the dip <laughs> machine. So that's exactly where it came from. But well, yes, I, the black goo. I was I was curious, Rachel, if 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 you noticed it had kind of. Um, it reminded me of the of the curtain in the archway. Don't get me started on that curtain. Oh, where it kind of had a life to it, and there were like yeah. the souls in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, t- it reminded me of the curtain and how it looked and how it moved uh, and how it. I thought it was going to be the room with the American like version of that, where they just push them the through. American curtain. Or is just a torn like, hey, flag? Is it like the United States flag that they just push them through and then they're gone? Pretty much. Like, hey, and you're done. Hey, look That's over the there. Part. Shove right through. Now you're dead. Can't come back. That's one of. I mean, uh, there's kind of two things I, I, I've I've brought up with the future of these movies that I've talked about with Andy. As I thought it would be, it, it'll be a cool way to maybe answer some questions that have been left unanswered in the in the Harry Potter universe. Where uh, I thought it would be kind of cool to maybe explore the origins of the Dementors somehow. Uh, maybe we get to see like their birthplace or how they're made or how they're created. That might be kind of a fun Easter egg of like, oh, this is something that uh, uh, the viewer is familiar with seeing before. So if we kind of get to see where they come from. There were a few Easter eggs throughout Fantastic Beasts. I don't know if you noticed any of them. Well, lay some Easter I don't know if those almost. were Easter eggs. Those were a different kind of egg. They were made of silver. Uh, <laughs> apparently they're worth money because you can open up a bakery with they're them. They're made of silver. They're Occamy. Occamy eggshells. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they're made of silver, so of course they're worth money. No, but um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when Newt was down um, inside of his case with Jacob, I don't even know if that's really his name, but that's what ja- he's it, it, it is. It is, it is Jacob. Jacob. Okay. Kowalski. Okay, so when he was he's down there with Jacob and he's like introducing him to all these creatures and stuff, and he picks up this bucket and you see like a little shed behind him. Uh, they had made a Deathly Hollow symbol on that shed. Um, yes, I did I, notice the Deathly Hollow symbol showing up. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it showed up in quite a few places. I mean, like, they had, like, the necklace and stuff, obviously, but, like, it just, every now and again, I noticed it was somewhere, which I thought, I loved. I loved that that kind of stuff. You know, like, Pixar does it with all their movies where they have, like, little bits and pieces. 
Well, and also I think that's to improve or to uh, further the Grindelwald story because that was his symbol. I mean, that's why. well, Liz's I mean, dad got mad at Harry when he had it on there because he like freaked out and thought it was Grindelwald supporter still. No, 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 no. Um, Luna's dad was wearing the symbol at the wedding. Oh, yes, that's it's, right. It's just the the Deathly Hollows uh, symbol is what it is. It's just Ooh, yeah. Grindelwald. I'm getting is, excited for this quiz. <laughs> Grindelwald <laughs> is is the one who started using it, but the the problem yes. is that Grindelwald then kind of went uh, went went south in his in his views of things, and so then it kind of became a. Instead of just being about the Deathly Hallows, it kind of became this, like, terror-filled symbol. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just... All right. I don't know, so it's just interesting to see it pop up throughout the movie. You you heard it here. Grindelwald is gay wizard Hitler for the next few movies. <laughs> so. You Hitler. only heard that from Chris. Let's yep. clarify. Yeah, only, only from Chris. <laughs> that's All right, cool. So I think, I think that's maybe the best way to go out on our uh, discussion <laughs> of the movie is gay wizard Hitler. Because I, I want to get into this quiz here. That uh, we're gonna pit our two Harry Potter experts against oh, I'm each so other, nervous now. Like, and I'm hopefully we'll sweaty. bring we'll bring you ladies back when more Fantastic Beast movies come out, whatever they end up being called, whoever ends up being in them, and we'll continue our quiz. And there's gonna be five movies, so best of five quizzes overall over the next oh, years. Man. We'll see how this goes. Maybe this we'll guy is so clever. Of, Let me tell you what we'll, we'll create some sort of pen ultimate prize for all of this. So I have. Um, Ex- super hard Harry I, I have um, oh, uh, very expertly Googled the words super hard Harry Potter quiz. <laughs> Andy's and, not uh, looking at the answers right now with you, is she? Well, the, the, the thing is, this is an online quiz format. So once I have been given the answer from one of the ladies, I will click the multiple choice question, and then I will be alerted straight away whether the question is right or wrong. So Andy can indeed see the screen, but that is not giving her any sort of edge. So... Um, I do not have a coin. I don't know if anybody has a coin right I got, now. I have four of them right in front of me. What do you need? <laughs> all right. They're Pokemon coins. Don't, oh, don't right. judge me. <laughs> all right. So I think um, I think since Andy has been uh, uh, technically been talking the most smack about the quiz. I didn't talk any light, smack. Lightly, I just said I'm lightly, excited. I'm just building it up to make it more exciting than it may or may not be. So let's. No matter what, Rachel and I still know more than you and Chris combined. Yes, that's, and that's true. What so matters. I think let's let's. Oh, we lost. Right. Game over. Go let, home, Mike. <laughs> Let, let's give a let's give Rachel the guess there on the on the coin flip to see who goes first. Heads or tails, dear? Uh, heads. It is heads. It is heads. What wasn't a Pokemon? What Pokemon head was it? It was a Chansey. It was a Chansey. Okay, so Rachel, you can decide whether you want to go first or second. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Go first. Okay, go first. All right. So I am scrolling down to the first question right now. Um, it is, what is the correct order of the Marauders on the Marauders map? So you have four options here. Andy is waving her hands in the air, so I have a feeling she knows it. I do. So, um, A, Prongs, Wormtail, Mooney, and Padfoot. B, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. C, Padfoot, Mooney, Wormtail, and Prongs. And D, Wormtail, Mooney, Prongs, and Padfoot. I hope you f- I hope you remembered all of those because there's lots of lists. She's working on it. I'm watching. Okay, she's mulling over in her head. Okay, can you okay. repeat A through C? I know it's not D. <laughs> oh, okay, so we have prongs, wormtail, Mooney and Padfoot, Mooney, wormtail, Padfoot and prongs, Padfoot, Mooney. Wormtail and prongs, and then Wormtail, Mooney, prongs, and Padfoot. B. B. As in boy. Okay. B as in Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and prongs. We are going to enter in to my very high tech quiz, <laughs> and it is correct. It has turned green. Rachel, you have one point on the board. Woo-hoo! You would not be a good game show host, Mike. But continue. <laughs> he only says that because we've been watching Family Feud for like the past. You're, three you're days. no Steve Harvey. <laughs> It's all right. Steve Harvey is kind of a crazy man, so. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, Andy. Your first question is, what do cats do to Hagrid? Do they make him sneeze? Do they cause him pain? Do they make him angry? Or do they make him laugh? Sneeze. Okay, Andy is saying, cats make Hagrid sneeze. Let's enter in. Your answer. This one I really don't know for sure. It yes! is correct. It has turned green. We like, have a tied game. Pain. He's so mad. He's so mad at cats. Oh, God, this cat. I hate you, cat. 
All right, so we'll scroll down. Oh, McGonagall. Our next question here. Rachel, what is Luna Lovegood's corporeal Patronus? It is a cat. It is it a finch. Is it a hare or is it a dog? It's a hare. Yeah. It is a hair. We will. Andy is saying you got it right, but she is not the <laughs> no, decider here. But I know that that's right. All right, well, let's enter in your question. Hair. It is green. You are right, Rachel. Congratulations. Luna is my absolute clap, clap, favorite clap. character. Luna is She's one of amazing. the pop vinyls uh, Rachel mm. has. So she was I my do, Halloween costume last year. I, oh, nice. I do like Luna as well. All right, let's move on to our next question for Andy. Neville's hotter. Ew. What what piece of advice does Ron give to Harry when Harry asks if he can't cast a spell while dueling Malfoy? Does he say, throw it away and punch him in the nose, create a diversion and trip him, run away quickly, or throw something at him? What does Ron tell Harry to do when he's dueling Malfoy? I believe Malfoy? it's the first one. Throw it away and punch him in so the nose. So you were saying, throw it away and punch him in the nose. Is that your final answer? Yeah. All right. Let's lock it in. It is correct. It is green. Congratulations. I was like, it's either that one or it's throw something. I was like, but I'm pretty sure it's throw and punch him. I didn't know that one. I can tell you for sure. I didn't know that one. All right. Scroll down to the next one. Rachel, Mm -hmm. what subject did Professor Quarrel teach before he taught defense against the dark arts? We have divination, ancient runes, alchemy, or muggle studies. I believe it's ancient runes ancient runes is that your final answer yes all right let's lock it in here it has turned red oh, no. that is wrong it. it is indeed a muggle studies oh, I that was so my sorry. backup okay. i am so sorry i had that one wrong too rachel all right well at least you know i just said potions and that's not even on there <laughs> <laughs> this would be even harder if we didn't have multiple choices here it would all be all right so we're going to go on the next one here oh he's so Andy. Hot. We are seeing a picture of uh, Neville Longbottom. Told you. All right. <laughs> what witch did Neville Longbottom marry? Did he marry Luna Lovegood, Penelope Clearwater? Oh, this is wrong. These what? answers are wrong. Pansy Parkinson or Hannah Abbott? Well, okay, well, why are you Oh, saying? actually, no, no, it's not wrong. Oh. It's Hannah Abbott. Uh, I was thinking of Luna, sorry. All right, all right, all right. Not all right. Luna, as in Luna, who she ended up marrying. I mean, I wasn't going to say you're wrong. I mean, you are uh, spell-checking these books. Uh, so you're saying Hannah Abbott. Yes. All right, final answer. You are correct. Who is Hannah Abbott? Hannah Abbott is one of their classmates. She had a twin sister, Hannah Costello. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke or not. It's Chris. It's always a joke. Okay, I didn't gotcha. hear what you say. What All right, say? so we are going on to the next question. This is for Rachel. This is question number four. So, uh, Rachel, I think you got to start crossing your fingers and hoping Andy gets one wrong. <laughs> so number seven on this list here. Um, what does newts stand for? Is it, is it, this is only three you have to pick from, is it nearly everything wizarding tests, normally easy wizarding tests, or nastily? Is that mm-hmm. nastily? Nastily exhausting wizarding yes, wizard test. So you're going <laughs> with number three. Yes, All right. I'm just going to go ahead and assume you got that right as it's turned green. Congratulations, Rachel. <laughs> as it has turned green. That is as it's turned green. We'll scroll on to the next one. This one is for Andy. What form a beetle. does Rita Skeeter take as an Amagus? <laughs> All a right. beetle, and she's unregistered. All right. A beetle, a squirrel, a bird, or a snake. You're saying a beetle. Mm-hmm. We'll lock it in, and it is right. You seemed very, very confident. Yeah, and she's unregistered. All right. All Animagus are supposed to be registered, and she is not. So we are going to go on to the last question for Rachel. Number nine on our list here. Oh, this is a really hard one. This isn't even about the books, though. From (laughs) playbuzz.com. All right. Well, I mean, I... I say give her a different one. All right. The the question was about how many languages the Harry Potter book has been translated into. I I think that's safe to to move past. We're we're strictly here talking about canon of story here. So we'll move on to the next one here for Rachel. What's the answer? Oh, let's find out. Uh, uh, we, 92. It's either 92, 45, 39, or 67. 92. 92. It, it is not 92. It is 67. 67. Yeah. All I just right. picked a number. Okay, so Rachel, your real question here. Which of these ingredients is not used 
in a polyjuice potion? Is it powdered unicorn horn? Is it leeches? Is it lacewig flies? Or is it powdered lacewing flies? Or is it powdered bicorn horn? Leeches. Leeches. You are saying leeches are not in the polyjuice potion, correct? Yes. All right, we'll lock it in here. Ooh, wrong. It is powdered unicorn horn. Got that wrong. I was going to say, don't they drink unicorn blood? Aren't like unicorns sacred? I don't know. Unicorns are sacred, but their horns are still used for certain recipes, but not very often. Listen, I don't know what freaky shit's going on over there at Hogwarts, but we're going to scroll on to our last question for Andy here. And we have, what did Harry carve into a rock? And place uh, and place on Dobby's grave. Sorry, I'm getting really thrown off by oh, this screenshot of Dobby uh, <laughs> with his death stare looking right at me. So what did Harry carve into a rock and place on Dobby's grave? Was it Here Lies Dobby, a free elf? Yes. Here <laughs> Lies Dobby, an elf I freed. Here Lies a free elf, Dobby was a great elf. So you're going with... Here Lies Dobby, a free elf. All right, let's lock it in. You got it right. Yes. So that is the end of our... End of our normal round. Surprise, surprise. This was not the end of the quiz, ladies. I had to leave a little bit of surprise here. So we are <laughs> going to go into Final Jeopardy style here All the of, the, of the Harry Potter quiz. So, Rachel, you have in your bank right now three points. You have three points to bet. Andy, you have five. So you have five points oh, God. to bet. So you can choose to bet as many points as you wish. If you get it wrong, Jeopardy style will ensue and you will lose those points. So we're going to scroll on to one final questions. You ladies will uh, write your questions down um, in your brain. Basically, you're going to whisper it to the the very handsome. The answers, not the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna give your answers to us and Chris, and we will say us and Chris. Yes, us and, me and Chris <laughs> like over he, there on the other. We, the we've been recording too long for Mike to be coherent. We have been recording point. for a long time, Mike so let's wrap up this game. We're going to scroll on to the last question really here. Funny. Okay, let's and, do this. We're ready. We have all it. Right. We're writing it down on paper over here. I don't want so, to cheat. For all the marbles here, and for uh, the points Wait, that are we are telling you what we're wagering? Um, Write yes. it down. We have, we have ours Once, written down. All right. How, how many points are you wagering? You're wagering all five points. Rachel, what are you wagering over there? All three points. All right. I definitely saw that coming. So our <laughs> final question. What fruit must you tickle... Oh, my God. <laughs> In order to gain access to the Hogwarts kitchen. I know this one. So I'm going to give you ladies the multiple choice answers. I don't so know. So it is either banana, pear, kiwi, or apple. Done. Banana, pear. All right. We are seem very confident into what fruit you tickle, which is bizarre to get into this kitchen. So I'm going to remove my earbuds. Are you so getting you your can, banana tickled over there, can, Mike? Is can, that... can whisper. So whisper your answer. All right, so Andy has locked in her answer. We heard her answer. <laughs> okay, so I'll so, go ahead and well, put the cards like right out on the, the table. Yeah, it was. So Andy has locked in pear. What about you, Rachel? We, pear as well. We have written it down it's, before it's you even a- got to the questions or answers. All right, so I think this is going to be very... The Weasley twins tell them that. I think this is going to be very anticlimactic. I wish this was maybe something a little bit more <laughs> exciting. So we're locking in pear. Congratulations, ladies. You are both right. Everybody you wins like, except me and Mike. You have definitely showed your 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 stuff, and um, you may have not gotten every answer right, but me and Chris probably would have gotten every answer wrong. So there you go. I probably would have. The only one I would have gotten right is when he skipped, and that would have just been a pure <laughs> guess. All right, so that is one quiz down the hole. We may have four in our future since we have four more of these movies coming. But that is it for the spoiler cast for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them with a quiz in there. Did you ladies have a good time? I had a good time. All yes, right. it was wonderful. That's what I'd like to hear. Okay, is that it? Is <laughs> yeah, that how you was, end? Like, I don't know when you're ending like, them today. You are yes, all over the place. It is a little hard to throw it away to your co-host when there is four people on this microphone. So okay, Chris, well. Take it away. Um, wife, would you like to plug anywhere you... Any of your your things for people to follow you, or do you just want to be left alone? I want to be left alone. <laughs> she wants I'm to be left teacher. alone. I have to be locked down tight. There we go. All right. She's a teacher. You can't, you can't share anything, but you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N, uh, Comic UI and Filmside Chats. Back to you folks on the West Coast. All right, here on the West Coast, 
Andy, if people wanted to follow you online, possibly Twitter might be the best place. Where can Twitter, they fo- you can find me on Twitter at Andy Fine, A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E. You can mm-hmm. find me on Instagram at Andy Royer TV uh, or on Facebook under Andy Royer. All right. So if you want to connect with my wife, be very careful <laughs> who's out there trying to connect with my wife. <laughs> but if you want to follow me, you can he follow me at my... Game. You can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, we, that's, we got another show under our belt. Yes, we did. Thank you, ladies, for coming and talking this movie over with us. Even if we all don't agree, it's the best movie ever. So <laughs> You're entitled to be wrong, so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> Fighting words, but no, that's, that's fine. Thank you again. We appreciate it. Another spoiler cast in the belts. And thank you, ladies, for putting up with us as we record our regular shows on the weekly. So yes, yes. We, could, we couldn't do this without your approval. Right? <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, that, that's it. Mike, uh, we have other shows. We have other things we do. We just did a regular show right before this. We have a Rogue One spoiler cast in the pipeline. <clears throat> if people want to listen to that, where can they find us at? Well, you can always find us on SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show, like iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. God, I need some water. Uh, Stitcher, Tumblr. Uh, get us, subscribe, write us on email. No, we're all out of water. I've already been staring at those. All right, I got this. Uh, I'll finish it up. You can like us oh, on yeah. Facebook. You can even follow us on Twitter. And if you're a super fan of the show, <coughs> share the show with a friend. It's, it's honestly the best Christmas gift they'll ever get. Yeah, that's right. And, and we will be here every week. And for all of the awesome movies, we'll be spoiler casting for you. So give us a subscribe and uh, stay tuned next week for our 100th news episode of Superhero Slate. Triple digits. Yay! Okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. That's supposed to be a Yeti? Yeah, it looks more like a robot, honestly. It looks like a robot potato.